I'm Sarah Lippman. Welcome to Torati Mecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today, we will be learning Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, Volume 1, Chapter 8. Chapter 8 comprises the lineage of the tribe of Binyamin. Verses 1 through 7. Uvinyamin holid es Bela Bechoro. Binyamin had Bela, his firstborn son, Ashbel the second, and Achrach the third, Nocha the fourth, Rapha the fifth, and Bela had children, Adar and Gera and Avihud, and Avishua and Naaman and Achoach, and Gera and Shvufan and Churam. Ve'ele b'nei Echud. These are the sons of Echud. Elahem, Roshe Avos Liyoshve Geva. They were the heads of the family groups of the inhabitants of Geva. Vayaglum el Manachas. And he exiled them to Manachas. And Naaman and Achiah and Gera, it is he who exiled them. And he had Uza and Achichud. The exile referred to here is something of a mystery. The events have been almost entirely lost to us. The student of Rav Sadia Gaon cites Rabbi Sadia Gaon's explanation of these events. He says that Ehud is the city Yehud, which belonged to the tribe of Dan. Ehud was at the border of the tribe of Dan, adjacent to the tribe of Binyamin, and distant from the other population centers of Dan. And so it came to be that the people of Dan who lived in Ehud gravitated toward the city of Geva in Binyamin as their closest major city. Over time, people from Yehud even became part of the leadership of Geva. When the Assyrian army, led by Naaman, Achiah, and Gera, exiled the people of the tribe of Ephraim, together with the other northern tribes, Geva and Binyamin, including its inhabitants from the tribe of Dan, were taken too, and they were taken Manachas, in Manachas, one fell swoop. Verses 8 through 28 follow a detailed genealogy of the tribe of Binyamin over many generations. And Shacharayim had children in the fields of Moab, from when he sent them, Hushim and Bara his wives. And he had children from Chodesh's wife, Yovav, Tzivya, Mesha, and Malkam, Yeutz and Sachya, Mirma. These are the sons who were heads of family households. And from Chushim he had Avituv and Elpoal. And the sons of Elpaal, Ever and Misham and Shamed, it is he who built the cities of Ono and Lod and their suburbs. And Ria and Shema, they were the heads of the father's households of the inhabitants of Ayalon. It is they who chased away the inhabitants of Gas. And Achyo, Shashak, and Yiremos. Zvadia, and Arad, and Adair. And Michael, and Yishpa, Yocha, all the sons of Ria. Zvadia, and Mishulam, and Chizki, and Chaver. Yishmerai, and Yizlia. Yovav, the sons of Elpaal. Yakim, and Zichri, and Zavdi and Elienai, and Silti, and Eliel, and Adaya, and Veraya, and Shimras, the sons of Shimi, Yishpan, and Ever, and Eliel, Avdon, Zichri, and Hanan, and Hanania, and Elam, and Ansosia, and Yiftaya, and Fenuel, sons of Shashak, and Shamshirai, and Shacharia, and Asalia, and Yareshia, and Eliah, and Zichri, the sons of Yerocham. All these are the heads of the family groups. According to their generations, they are the heads. Ele Yashvubi Rushalayim. It is they who dwelt in Jerusalem. The territory of Binyamin contains most of the city of Jerusalem within its boundaries. And being the holiest city, the leaders of Binyamin 
probably preferred to live in that area of the land of Binyamin. The Vilna Gaon directs us back to a reference in the book of Nehemiah. Vayeshvu sariha ambi Rushalayim. All the leadership of the nation dwelt in Jerusalem. Ushar ha'am hipilu goralos, and the rest of the people cast lots, lahavi echod min ha'asara lashavis bi Rushalayim ir hakodesh, in order to bring one in ten to settle in Jerusalem the holy city, vitesha hayados be'arim, and the other nine out of ten to live in other cities. It was in order to strengthen and defend the newly rebuilt Jerusalem that in addition to all of the leadership living in Jerusalem, one in ten of all people were assigned to live in Jerusalem with the remaining 90% returning to their ancestral family homes across Israel. And there was a blessing of all the people upon those who volunteered to live in Jerusalem even if their name had not come up in the Lot's cast. And back here in Divrei Hayamim, we see an example of a family like this. Verse 29, In Givon lived the head of Givon, his wife was Maacha, and his son, the eldest, was Avdon, and Sur and Kish and Val and Nadav, and Gdor and Achio and Zacher. And Miklos fathered Shim'a. Having already told us in verse 28, Ela Yashvu Virushalayim, that these people lived in Jerusalem, referring to the list that leads into verse 28, why is there an additional set of separated family of Givon here in verses 29 through 32? Especially since the conclusion is, Yashvu Virushalayim imachehem, they lived in Jerusalem with their brethren, what is it that Divrei Hayamim seeks to call to our attention by highlighting this separate family group? The Malbim reads the phrase, Ve'af hema neged achehem, and even they in contrast to their brethren, as, and even they against their brethren, neged meaning opposing. Maklos and Shima, according to Malbim, chose to live in Yerushalayim against the wishes of their family, who were all in Givon. They chose to live in Yerushalayim im Achehem with their other brethren who were heads of the family assigned to live there. This desire to live in Yerushalayim, common in the Jewish nation, is exceptionally notable within the tribe of Binyamin. For example, the Talmud in Zvachim 53 asks, Why does the tribe of Binyamin merit Moshe's blessing, Uvein Ksefav Shachen, that God's presence will rest upon his territory? meaning the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash will be in the portion of Binyamin. It's because Binyamin wanted so badly to be near the Shechina, the Divine Presence. Any distance, any missing piece, tore a hole in him. And in the merit of that craving, he was chosen for its fulfillment. Yedid Hashem Yishkon Levetach Alav, the faithful friend of God, Hashem's presence will rest safely upon him. The Maharal on this Gemara says, the craving for intimacy, closeness, and intensity with God is an essential part of Binyamin's nature. It filled his whole being. Once we understand that this chapter is devoted to the tribe of Binyamin, and once we understand that the quality of Binyamin that is emphasized here is the urgent desire to be close to God and godliness, we start to understand a very strange reference from earlier in this chapter. In verses 8 and 9 we read, V'shacharayim holid b'stei Moav, 
min shilchu osam. And Shacharayim had his children in the field of Moad from shilchu osam. He sent them. Chushim and Bara, his wives. Vayolad min chodesh ishto. And he gave birth to chodesh, a month, something new, or maybe the name of his wife. Yovav and Sivia and Mesha and Malkam. It is most difficult to translate these verses at all. Here's how the Talmud Yerushalmi reads these verses. Veshacharayim, the one who was set free, that's Boaz, who was free of sin, he was a worthy descendant of Yehuda, min shilchu osam, from the man who was sent ahead of them, the one whom Yaakov had sent ahead to Egypt to prepare a safe haven in Goshen. Chushim, Boaz rushed, he hurried in like a leopard, Ve'esbara, to clarify the halacha. Vayolad min chodesh ishto. And with his wife, Rus, he fathered chodesh a renewal. For through her, the halacha that only the men of Moab are forbidden to marry into the Jewish community, but the women of Moab are permitted, was renewed. You may have caught the great question, one of those classic Divrei Hayamim questions. What on earth is Boaz of the tribe of Yehuda doing here in a list of the family of Binyamin? Rav Moshe Eisman suggests that perhaps Boaz appears here within the family of Binyamin because he shares qualities with the tribe of Binyamin. The Gemara in Brachos 63 teaches that Hashem's bracha to Avraham, v'nivrechuvecha komishbachos ha'adama, and all nations will be blessed through you, means that universal blessing will come upon all nations by virtue of their attaching themselves to Avraham. Rus's conversion to Judaism was a first step in that process, leading to the goal of universal peace and blessing, constant tangible awareness of God's presence in our midst, and Boaz desired that day with an energy and passion on a level of a son of Binyamin. In Boaz's immediate family, Plony Almoni should have married Rus after her first husband's death. But Plony Almoni didn't have the strength of conviction. He was worried about what other people would say. Boaz did have that conviction, and that is why he appears here in association with the tribe of Binyamin and their urgent desire to live with Shrina, with tangible presence of God. Once we get the message from Divri Hayamim, what it is about the tribe of Binyamin that we're supposed to pay attention to here, that helps us understand about Boaz showing up. It also helps us understand verse 27. Vayareshya ve'elia v'zichri b'nei Yerocham. Ya'areshya and Eliyah and Zichri, sons of Yerocham. The commentators remind us of the statement of our sages in the Midrash Tanchuma. The Eliyah listed here, this is Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, Eliyahu has four names, as the verse in Tere HaYamim says, Vayareshya Eliyah v'zichri, sons of Yerucham. Why is he called these names? Yareshya, literally, he causes an upheaval. Eliyah, my God. Zichri, evoking my memory. B'nei Yerucham, children of compassion. Say our sages, B'sha'asha HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ko'es, u'mevakesh lahar'ishalamo. At a time when God's anger seeks to bring upheaval into his world, who omed umazkir zechus avos. Eliyahu Hanavi stands up and he brings to mind the merit of our forefathers, 
ve'hakadosh baruch hu mismali rachamim al olamo. And then, God himself is filled with compassion for his world. According to this understanding of our sages, Eliyahu is a member of the tribe of Binyamin, with a very special role of bringing peace between God and his world. Says Radak, referencing this midrash and breaking his rule about sticking to the pshat and divrei hayamim, this verse is therefore not consistent with the opinion that Eliyahu Hanavi is a Kohen from the tribe of Levi. He quotes the Seder Eliyahu Rabbah, also brought in the Yalkut Shimoni on Pinchas and Bracious Rabbah. It once happened that the sages in the Beis Midrash were debating the question of Eliyahu's descent. Some said he was a child of Rachel, and some said he was a child of Leah. While they were debating the point, Eliyahu himself appeared and said to them, Rabosai, gentlemen, Amaatem Cholkim Alai, why are you arguing about me? Aini Elamizara Shal Rachel. I'm descended from Rachel. Rachel's sons, of course, being Yosef and Binyamin. Amrulo, so the sages say to Elijah the prophet, who has revealed himself to take sides in this argument, Tain Simon Ledvarecha, prove it. Can you show us a verse that says this? Amar Lehem, he said to them, Lochen Kasov Besefer Yuchsin, does it not say in the book of genealogies, meaning Divrei Hayamim, Ve'eliyavazichri B'nei Yerucham? Here I am in the book of Divrei Hayamim, listed as a child of Rachel from the tribe of Binyamin. Rav Yitzchak Hutner, based on the teachings of the Maharal, brings us a very profound insight. Growth and completion can only happen in response to a sense of need. Until you feel that something is important to you, you cannot put out the effort to incorporate it fully. Until you have questions, your mind is not open to answers. Until you really want something, you can never fully embrace it and hold it as your own. God's tangible presence in the world depends upon the yearning of the Jewish people for it. The Shekhinah can only rest in a world that welcomes it. Perhaps, suggests Rav Moshe Eisman, this is the reason that Eliyahu Hanavi is included in the family of Binyamin, for the same essential reason that Boaz is the burning desire to live with the tangible presence of God. The tribe of Binyamin's blessing from Moshe is Yedid Hashem Yishkon Levetach Alav. Hashem's presence dwells securely with the loyal friend of God. The powerful desire to live a life with God, of God, is expressed in the desire to be in Jerusalem, the craving to feel God's presence at one side constantly, Liros Vileiraos, to see him and to be seen by him at every moment, this is a place we yearn to be. Says David HaMelech in Tehillim, chapter 87. And regarding Zion, says Hashem, I shall distinguish each and every person who is born of her. Each and every person, says the Gemara in Ksuvos. The person born in Jerusalem is different and special because of it. And the person who yearns to see Jerusalem, to be there, to live there, he too is different and special because of it. He too becomes a child of Jerusalem. So, why this message here? Why now? Why Divrei Hayamim? These lists weren't needed previously. We already had the lists of those who came to Israel from the desert, that first generation. Since then, Jews were born in Israel with almost no exception. But now, in the days of Ezra, here we have a whole new community in Israel, almost all of whom were born in Babylonia. This new community need to know 
that they too are truly Yelide Tzion, children of Zion. From the heart of the heart of Yerushalayim, they were so truly mitzapim lerosa, eager to see it, that they left their homes. They walked hundreds of miles to Jerusalem from Babylonia. They built the altar and the foundations for the holy temple with their own hands. Echad ha-nolatba ve'echad ha Those who return to Zion are listed in the book of Ezra. They are listed with honor. The book of Divrei Hayamim shows them their place in history. They are from a long line of Yelidei Zion, children of Zion, who have yearned to see Yerushalayim, yearned to hear its walls ring with the Torah of the Sanhedrin, and hear the songs of the Levium once again. They've yearned to feel its stones, to breathe in the smell of the Katoras, to taste the Kedusha in the air. Adam, Sheis, Enosh, we began. Chanoch, Mesushalach, Lamech, Noach, Shem, Avraham, the twelve tribes, entering Israel with Yehoshua, Rus, Naomi, David, his strong mighty warriors, the Levium, the Kohanim, some born in Zion, some yearning from afar, some conquering it with swords, some with Torah, some with bleeding hands holding the stones. And finally, when they didn't thirst for Zion, when Gam kol sari ha-Kohanim ve-ha-am, herbulim ol ma'al, when all the leaders and all the people were betraying God, then he sent Nebuchadnezzar to destroy it all, all the vessels, all the treasures collected with love, the house of God itself, the very walls, everything. And still, after that, somewhere in Babylonia, 42,000 and more people were at that very moment mitzapim Rosa, yearning so desperately to see Jerusalem that now in the first year of Koresh of Persia, Ezra calls out to them, Come, your name can be part of Divrei Hayamim. You can be part of the Torah like the early generations were part of the Torah. You can live in Jerusalem as the early generations lived in Jerusalem. You can be part of the edifice of Jewish history, building it under your very own feet. To quote Rav Moshe Eisman, one who at all costs seeks to preserve the potential for sanctity in the world is a Benjaminite, and at the homiletical level belongs in the Benjaminite listing, even if he was not actually descended from that tribe. Echad ha one who was born to her, the Echad ha and equally, the one who yearns for her. Our chapter concludes in verse 40. Kol ele mivne binyamin. All of these are children of Binyamin. Here we conclude the first section of Divrei Hayamim Chronicles, chapters 1 through 8, the genealogical lists of the Jewish people from the birth of Adam, the first man, and through the first temple period. Thank you for learning together with me, Le'ilui Nishmas Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachel Bas Arieleib, and Rachel Zeitlin.